This is Charlie Posnick from the Boomer Business Owner Podcast. You're now listening to Bob Nolly on the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Sweet. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Ladies and gentlemen, you keep finding your way back and we keep loving you for it. Welcome to episode 17 of the Labrador Leadership Podcast. How is everyone there? Springtime's coming. It's coming. Is it coming to New York? Oh, finally. Today was our first nice day. Oh, Alex, well, I'm glad you're here. Our third nice day. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's feeling good. It's, it's uh, any day that it's 61 degrees and there's still snow on the ground is it's a good day. Hey, uh, today, let's do this. Uh, people are saying they, they like they like hearing us talk about communication as I stutter through that. That was kind of cool. Uh, but one, one part of the equation we haven't talked about yet is listening. And we talk about all sorts of listening skills, and we'll get into the traditional delivery of this. But uh, Julie Giuliani has this piece in a, in a, in a smart blog on leadership. And she, uh, and I'll link that up for you in the show notes, which will be labradorleadership.com slash 17. I promise 17 this time, one seven. <laughs> and uh, she talks about listening in the digital world. So she makes a great case for how complicated it is. So, you know, she has these three main points on, you know, communicating online, mostly, you know, through email, something longer than a, a text or, or the like. Keep it short and to the point. That's that's kind of intuitive, but maybe not. For somebody like me, you know, I, I have my hands on the keyboard and I go, ooh, the sentences would be much more attractive and a bit more of a flourish and I would be sound more like me, but keep it short and to the point. How about you? Yeah, I, I kind of struggle with it. I think going back and forth from creative to press writing is um, it kind of teaches me to uh, kind of still use my vo- my own voice, but to keep it kind of short and succinct, um, which I think is very important. But my general role, rule for uh, an email going out to a colleague or, um, you know, a client is I try to keep it about uh, if it was to be in a Word document, I try to keep it to a third of a page. And I think if it's longer than a page as a word document that it should actually be an attachment. Okay. Yeah. That makes well, sense. Actually longer than probably three quarters of a page, honestly. So, you know, we've talked, we've talked in past episodes about the attention span and, and the length of Lucy, you know, scenes and all that stuff. So I know where this keeping it short and to the point is coming from. And I like this other tip where the subject line should include the action required. Oh, absolutely. And uh, so, you know, you see people putting things like in all caps and then a colon in the subject line, please respond. And then the subject like uh, prepare for meeting at four o'clock. And there's, you know, a short note in there about what you need to do. But so please respond as one. Uh, what have you seen? I've seen... Um you know, I, I've seen emails come through where they're in all capital letters. And I've seen emails come 
come through where they're very stylized and I, and I feel like I'm in a, what are those MS paint? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like it's elementary school again. And someone just sent me a love letter on MS paint. I'm like, what is, what is this? You are know, you, are you doodling um, someone's name on your notebook? <laughs> stop. Bob. <laughs> Don't make me blush. Over no, that's the all right, see? <laughs> so, I mean, just in the subject line, what kind of things do you see in the subject line? Like, uh, action needed, action needed. That's right, um, which means you don't you know, put in there what you want them to do, but they have to do something. Right, like ske- uh, schedule, not not a schedule request, but say, you know, someone needs you to fill them in on an updated schedule. Please up- copy with updated schedule. Um, you know, that's, I think if it's going to be a please respond, it should be a please, this is what you ne- how you need to respond, either call or email or, you know, face-to-face something like that. And then the action that you're actually, you know, that they want you to carry out. Um, so I really think that, you know, say I'm, I'm met with someone for an interview, I would say, um, follow up to phone interview. And then I would put a date because that's what I'm doing. I'm not asking them to respond. I'm telling them exactly what I'm doing in my email. And if you need a response from someone, I expect, you know, you to tell me how, in what form of communication, what, what channel I'm responding on, and then what I'm responding to. Yeah, yeah, to get you oriented quickly. Yeah. Uh, at, the, at the other end of the spectrum, too, I, I feel like I'm doing folks a favor when I put, of course, it takes some getting used to, I have to tell them what it means, but I'll often put in the subject line, N-N-T-O, colon, no need to open. And I just put whatever the message is, uh, you know, in the subject line, NNTO colon, remember the meeting at four. Oh, so it pops up and they can just go, yeah, I got that on my calendar. And they can just delete that. They don't have to open it and, you know, be distracted by that. It kind of stream streamlines that. And the other one is uh, one you might have to open NNTR, which is no need to reply. And you could kind of sort that way as well. And, you know, I think the subject line becomes more and more important because, Internet marketers, you know, spend a lot of money trying to figure out what the subject line needs to look like to get yeah. you to open it. Yeah. So, you know, if it says like, hey, Bob, I don't know, who is this? They know me. Yeah. You and, think you know them. Yeah, they you think, think you know them. That's it. And, uh, you know, that, that could enter into it as well. On the other hand, though, you know, I get if this is your work, your employer, your business email account, you may look at the subject line a little bit differently. I mean, how many email accounts do you have? Four. Four. Oh, you got me. Five. That's very five. good. Even five. That that sounds like under control to me. You know, I, yeah. I've got eight. You have eight? Yeah. Wow. I thought I couldn't keep up. Yeah. How do you, do you check them all daily? Uh, well, I've got a little trick with one. I'm, of course, the most important one for all listeners is the uh, Bob at LabradorLeadership.com. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. But many of the other ones that, you know, I've just had over the years and things still coming in like, I, 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 oh my gosh, I still have an AOL account. I still have my VCU account. It's basically the same archaic technology. Sure. Yeah. And I've got, I've got, you know, a UVA alumni account. I've got all, well, I've got a bunch. You can set up settings in Gmail. So Gmail will suck all your mail in and flag it. So you can just look at one inbox and you can also set it up so you can reply using that email account too. So that's, that's a helpful tool. Heaven forbid if you had to go to eight or nine different websites to do that. 
So, okay, the number of accounts in the subject line as well. All right, so be short to the point and make sure you've moderated the uh, the subject the subject line as well as you can. And here it is like the golden rule of email. If you wouldn't say it to the other person, don't write it. Yeah. Well, well, sure. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, you, you know, you'll hear about people uh, email remorse, mainly something that, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. Head to the outbox quickly. Is it gone? No, it's already gone to your SMTP server. It's It's gone. And I think, yeah. you know, you hear people saying therapeutically, they often reply in anger to something and don't send it. You know, just structuring that email and, and getting it ready to go, the, you know, just a, a quick error and sends it on its way. It's, it's kind of tough. I actually, I had a friend that um, it was, I think, her first or second year out of college. And she was in a sales position. And she um, had, a, a, I guess, a client that, she really just couldn't, couldn't see eye to eye to. And so, or maybe it was a, a customer. I'm not sure. Somebody she couldn't see eye to eye with. And she wrote this really um, flagrant email, if you will. And it accidentally sent. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, it's, it's something that I can't even, sometimes I'll, I'll type something and I immediately, I have to hit the hard delete because I'm just like, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm very, I have to be very choosy with my words. Um, because, you know, I, I I can put some flourish on some language and I can write a stern email, that's for sure. But, I, you know, I don't want to show I, – I try not to show any emotion in my, my email correspondence, really. Yeah, you, you make that judgment as to who your audience is and what tone is appropriate. You know, I mentioned earlier that I always try to make sure that they can hear my voice in what I'm writing. That they can they can almost you know layer my voice on top of the words so they they could hear Bob saying that, and you you don't always do that in business communication because often it goes to people that it, it's more technical or longer or more long form as they say in the business. Mm-hmm. So on the on the creation side, yeah, we we kick this off to talk about listening, but on the creation side, those are the three points: keep it short and to the point. Make sure your subject line includes the action required. That's a key. You know, if people pick that up, they find a lot more effectiveness there. And the third one, if you wouldn't say it to the other person, don't write it. Okay, now let's jump into the reception mode. Uh, when you're receiving these messages, there there is a call for a different skill set of online listening. And to me, at least, online listening means this, means this. We are inundated with the digital traffic. So we will have pop an email window open in front of us, and there's a message that we don't know anything about, that we spend a little bit more time on because we think it may be important to some degree. And then as we start reading it, all sorts of things are competing for our attention, like other messages dropping into the inbox in the window in the background, some little desktop widget alarm, you know, flickering uh, on the phone or, you know, on your desktop. And you thinking about something else. So generating the focus to absorb the message, even for a short while, is, you know, can be problematic. You know, I, I, I did this exercise once. I've, I've done this in a group where uh, it's 
it's like going to the gym for your concentration. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you do I this with do folks at work and try it with someone, you know, it is very effective, but they will think you're nuts. And here it is. <laughs> you tell everybody to sit still, you know, and set things aside. You only do it for five minutes. And you just have your hands in your lap or at the side or at rest, you know, and, and it's quiet. You get them to close their eyes and you get them to focus on something and you ask them when they notice their concentration moving from that to just quietly raise their hand and then bring their focus back to that thing and then lower their hand again. So uh, I've asked people to concentrate on the tip of your tongue. Hmm. So they close their eyes, they do that, and it takes like, you know, six seconds. There's a hand, there's another hand, another hand, up, down, up, down. You know, in a room full of 10 people, up, down, up, down. It's like popcorn. (laughs) So it is, think about it. It's very difficult. And if you all are listening to this driving, don't do that right now. (laughs) Yeah, don't zone out when dangerous. Just focus that. And you you have, you need help. You can't really do that alone. You can try alone, but, you know, when you raise your hand in an empty room, you know, does, does it make a sound? So nobody's there to help you with that. <laughs> so your focus on the, the one I make people laugh on is when I say, focus on your breath, <laughs> focus on your breath. Oh my. Okay. But that's the kind of focus that is needed to make sure you're listening appropriately. Because sometimes as Miss Giuliani says, uh, reading is not really reading. Because oh, no. we've got to get to the next one and the next one and the other 98 that are in our box. Right. I think it's an, it's an active reading or, or an active listening almost um, that you kind of choose to have if you're tuning in. And to be completely concentrated on, on a, a work email isn't something that we all do daily. But, you know, there's things that you could miss. And, and also when it comes down to kind of reading um, some sort of a written communication, there's there's a different style to everyone's email. So say you or I, uh, say I was emailing you and I just decided that I didn't understand punctuation that day. You know, there's so many things that could be misconstrued. And so in a, in a quick work e- email, you could completely miss the point of the email by not really devouring the, that information. And I'm not saying that any, just any old email is, you know, um, is worth devouring like a good book, but you know, it is hard to tune in. Um, you know, my concentration is broken almost every 30 seconds when I'm at work because there's, you know, 60 different tasks going on all in a day. Um, and I'm sure that's the same for most of our listeners. You know, you're, you're all multitasking, but to try to kind of tune in to, to an email, it's, it's almost physically impossible. I think that when it comes down to it, it really it becomes this human interaction and that's the only one that we're going to get. So you kind of have to take that, that sense of, um, I wouldn't even know. You're, you're almost taking advantage of the communication at that point, because you're just scanning through emails. You could totally miss something that's important for your, for your day or your career or your, you know, your, your current task. Yeah. Well said. That's good. That's a good one. Uh, she has this here. I'm going to read this quote here because she, puts a chronological bend on it, talking about the complexity and and the relationships and the results being diminished, Uh, that this is very different than the 20th century skill of mere reading, 
We can't expect to get the most from the messages that come via text, instant messaging, emails, or discussion boards if we approach them like we would a novel or a textbook or something in the long form. We have to engage in something that takes reading to another level. We have to develop a 21st century competency, online listening. And the development of that concept is true. But even just, even in the late 20th century, we, we never had to read like this. No. We never had to read like this. But now it's a new competency. And I think that's very interesting. And there, there's some points here she brings up, like uh, to make the most of the electronic environment, the first item is respect. You know, we look at email now as if it's something that we kind of, can sneak in. We can sneak a few in now while I'm standing here in the line in the store or wherever we are. But the message that's trying to come through, you know, respect that uh, as if the person was standing right next to you. And, you know, if you, if you see a spelling error or, or some other fat fingered item or something like that, you remember what will we do? Remember we're assessment we're sh- machines. We go, what an idiot. Don't do that <laughs> because you wouldn't do that if they stuttered when they were standing right next to you. So just, you know, have, huh. have the respect for the message. Well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Not everyone's a copy editor. Not everyone's a copy editor. Right. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's a great speaker either. Uh, consideration is another. And, uh, Inquiry. <laughs> this is a quote. In the Snapchat world, is it any wonder when people are in a constant race against the machine to see how quickly messages can be deleted and inboxes emptied? So we get in that groove on the keyboard or with our thumbs going, uh, read, delete, 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 yeah, delete, 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 uh, delete, 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 delete. Oh, I have to answer this. And there's a sag in your energy and a despair because you were trying to delete, delete, delete to get to the bottom of the barrel. I deleted my trash can today and then realized that I needed something in it. So Ooh, I can, ouch. yeah, I can, you know, I can, I can level with that statement completely. Um, I also, you know, I, you start a, you start a sentence with Snapchat and then I see an R word and then against the machine. All I read was rage against the machine. And I was like, Oh, Giuliani is a funny lady you know, she's on, on the younger, uh, this younger set right now. But <laughs> that shows that, that, that the perception of an email is the exact same thing as the perception of spoken word, because you're basically choosing what you want to read rather than what you want to take from, from a statement. Rage against the machine. That's good. And I, I took, I took Snapchat rage against the machine because I clearly, my, you know, I, I should probably play that concentration game where I raise my hand every once in a while. Cause I'm always, <laughs> I might be on a different page entirely, but that is, I read this sentence probably three or four times. And until you read it out loud, I didn't understand what it actually said. So it speaks in entirely to our point right now. So, uh, yeah. And they had a great guitar player, Tom Morello. Was that his name? Tom Morello. Rage oh man. Yeah. I think that was his name. I don't know. Your okay. son's going to call both of us. How did you get that guy's name wrong? You know? <laughs> it's too bad we can't have call-in contest on this program. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll take the 11th my, caller my and we'll give you something. <laughs> if we ever get a radio show, we are doing call-ins. And I guarantee they will all be my grandmother 
or your son or, you know, people that really love business and communication. But I think that my grandma and your son would probably call a lot and prank us. That's right. That's right. We'll have to have a producer hired just to screen the calls. Our two biggest fans. Oh, our two biggest fans. There we go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, All right. Back to inquiry and sensing. Okay. Uh, and, and then next was sensing. Uh, go ahead and go over this one. All right. So I feel like I'm just sort of beating a dead horse at this point because we're talking about the cues and insights um, that you actually can't pick up over technology. So, you know, when we're taking, um, when we're perceiving the message from an electronic communication, you know, you have to actually kind of work harder because someone's not looking you in the eye saying, do you understand the statement I just said? And, you know, they're, they're saying it visually, they're saying it with their body language, they're saying it verbally, they're making sure that you all are on the same page. With this, with these digital communications or the electronic communications, rather, as it's worded here, you know, you're really then kind of, you're picking and choosing what you're taking from the statement. You're So what they're saying is it's not sensing what's on the screen, but it's knowing when there's, that there's more to be said, but you're kind of in these very short cramped uh, parameters of electronic communication. So, so kind so of you open up more of a dialogue with emailing because instead of having a quick phone call where if you and I, you know, we're live on a phone call. So if I have a question, I say, Hey Bob, you know, I was wondering about little X and little Bob, Y and Z, X, blah, Y, blah, Z is what I just said. I mumbled out of my mouth. I'm sorry. Um, so, it, you know, if you're kind of, encouraging that that back and forth with an email so you know that there's going to be questions you know that there's going to be response there's going to be further correspondence and so you kind of have to um read between the lines if you will yeah that's good that's very good you handle that one nicely the capstone um, on this and the reason i tossed you that one was because i wanted to do the last one here about the turning <laughs> because uh her point in the end was you know, when the issue in the work environment, particularly in the corporate environment, becomes bigger and bigger and bigger, the CC field starts to fall up, you know, fill up as people, you know, play the CYA game. And well, I need to let your boss know and I need to, we need to let the rest of the team know. And they could go back down through the thread and see just what the history of this horrendous event is. And by discerning, you know, she makes the point just remember. There's somebody else on the other side of this message. This is not a machine, a department or something big there. It's somebody and it loops back to the whole empathy point that we've, you know, talked about throughout the whole season so far. Also, you you know, there's always the blind copy option, which you never know who is going to be blind copied on something. You never know what who I you know, you never know what your email is going to be forwarded to. So if it falls into the wrong hands, you so you really have to clean up your communication, is what I'm saying. Yeah, you you really do. I uh, I don't like use it. I mean, I know I know the function it serves, and I know how it can be useful. I don't like using it. It seems less than authentic to me. What the blind copy? Or yeah, the blind copy. Yeah, I'm not a, a huge fan of it, but you know, in delicate situations, you don't want one person, one recipient, to know. What the second who the second recipient is. So I mean, I understand for these very, um, you know, uniform like email blasts. Yeah, I understand, but you know, everyone prefers a CC in in the the work the work field. Yeah, like, I, re- work. I recant my statement. That that is the one time you know when I do that. Thanks for keeping me honest there. You're welcome. Um, that's what I'm here for, Bob. 
So, so we've done it. We shared a, a 21st century competency. So we're modern. It's actionable. People can think about this when your hands on the keyboard or thumbs on your phone. Think about it. There's somebody else at the end. You know, I think I think next time what we'll do, we'll talk. We'll go back to the traditional the traditional vision of listening, and it'll it'll give us a good lens to look at that through. How does that sound? I agree. I think that uh, it'd be nice to you know to to talk about kind of the other side of things. Um, and I, I like that we kind of go back and forth. We kind of go from one spectrum to the other, which, you know, it's, it's helpful for me as a, as a young person that is con- uh, obsessed with this kind of thing. So it's, it's helpful for everybody. Well done. And uh, I think after we get that done, that'll put a wrap on uh, the communication part of the show for a few episodes at least. And we'll move on to other exciting stuff, I think. So uh, well wait. done. Well done. You did a great job today there, lady. Oh, thanks. You know, I can't do accents because I'll, I'll, that always just, it sounds like the same accent every time. That was no accent. There were people screaming, why does he do that? He's stuttering. <laughs> That's horrible. So you're going to, you know what? You're, you're going to offend somebody. Really? No, I hope, I hope nobody actually has that accent. I don't, I don't think that that was a, uh, an actual, um, <laughs> Okay, uh, it's time to go. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to episode 17 of the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Alex, thank you for being my sidekick. we being here once again. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. On our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Okay, so the takeaway for today is next time you have your hands on the keyboard or your thumbs on the phone, it takes a new set of skills to communicate in the 21st century. Among them are respect and remembering that there's a real person at the other side. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. See you next time.